Hey friends, this is Dixon Kavanaugh, and welcome to another episode of Out Loud with Dixon, where we will explore wisdom, get creative, and better appreciate this fun, chaotic, and beautiful world that we live in. Today, we'll be hearing part two of three of James Allen's As a Man Thinketh. But first, allow me to set the stage with a different book, a different universe. This is the Dune universe, an intergalactic society full of the threat and reality of war, economic peril, and political subterfuge. Sound familiar? In the midst of all this exists an order of women, a lineage known as the Bean Gessert Ladies, or less favorably by their enemies as the Bean Gessert Witches. The Bean Gessert Ladies are absolutely savage warriors. They can sit in on political council and plot the invasion of a planet and at the drop of a hat, decapitate enemies in hand-to-hand combat. Through rigorous and relentless training, they have mastered their internal state through a practice that they refer to as prana bindu, giving them a dexterity of mind and body, making them a formidable foe on any battlefield. In short, they're totally badass, and you want them on your team, if they'll have you. Today's reading also reminds me of the Japanese creation myth of the sun goddess Amaterasu and her brother, the moon god. Through her warmth, the sun goddess Amaterasu brings light and life to the world. But also, in choosing to hide her light, to hide her power, she can bring absolute desolation. So why am I sharing these stories? And how do they relate to today's reading? Today, we're going to hear James Allen's ideas on developing an iron will, a strength of character, that makes us relentless in our pursuit of our life's purpose. And Mr. Allen, in his sentence setting, refers to this characteristic as a manliness. I want to unearth what I believe is the underlying message, the underlying spirit. And this is the warrior spirit, an attitude, a mindset, and on a more fundamental level, a warrior's energy. And this energy is available to anyone who wishes to tap into it. And as James Allen says himself, it's this warrior spirit, this creative force that pushes us through boundaries of doubt and fear. He warns us, it's going to be hard and it's going to take a lot of effort and practice, but it's the strength of character gained that will be absolutely worth it. If you want to enhance the warrior spirit that already lives within you, please gather around, get close, and join me as we dive into the world of James Allen's As a Man Thinketh. The soul attracts that which it secretly harbors, that which it loves, and also that which it fears. It reaches the height of its cherished aspirations. It falls to the level of its unchastened desires, and circumstances are the means by which the soul receives its own. Every thought seed sown, or allowed to fall into the mind, and to take root there produces its own, blossoming sooner or later into act, and bearing its own fruitage of opportunity and circumstance. Good thoughts bear good fruit, bad thoughts, bad fruit. A man only begins to be a man when he ceases to whine and revile, and commences to search for the hidden justice which regulates his life, and as he adapts his mind to that regulating factor, He ceases to accuse others as the cause of his condition, but builds himself up in strong and noble thoughts, ceases to kick against circumstances, 
but begins to use them as aids to his more rapid progress and as a means of discovering the hidden powers and possibilities within himself. There is no physician like cheerful thought for dissipating the ills of the body. There is no comforter to compare with goodwill for dispersing the shadows of grief and sorrow. To live continually in thoughts of ill will, cynicism, suspicion, and envy is to be confined in a self-made prison hole. But to think well of all, to be cheerful with all, to patiently learn, to find the good in all, such unselfish thoughts are the very portals of heaven. And to dwell day by day in thoughts of peace toward every creature will bring abounding peace to their possessor. They who have no central purpose in their life fall an easy prey to petty worries, fears, troubles, and self-pityings, all of which are indications of weakness, which lead, just as surely as deliberately planned sins, though by a different route, to failure, unhappiness, and loss, for weakness cannot persist in a power-evolving universe. A man should conceive of a legitimate purpose in his heart and set out to accomplish it. He should make this purpose the centralizing point of his thoughts. It may take the form of a spiritual ideal, or it may be a worldly object, according to his nature at the time being. But whichever it is, he should steadily focus his thought forces upon the object which he has set before him. He should make this purpose his supreme duty, and should devote himself to its attainment, not allowing his thoughts to wander away into ephemeral fancies, longings, and imaginings. This is the royal road to self-control and true concentration of thought, even if he fails again and again to accomplish his purpose, as he necessarily must until weakness is overcome. The strength of character gained will be the measure of his true success, and this will form a new starting point for future power and triumph. Those who are not prepared for the apprehension of a great purpose should fix the thoughts upon the faultless performance of their duty no matter how insignificant their task may appear. Only in this way can the thoughts be gathered and focused, and resolution and energy be developed, which being done, there is nothing which may not be accomplished. The weakest soul, knowing its own weakness and believing this truth, that strength can only be developed by effort and practice, will, thus believing, at once begin to exert itself and adding effort to effort, Patience to patience and strength to strength will never cease to develop and will at last grow divinely strong. As the physically weak man can make himself strong by careful and patient training, so the man of weak thoughts can make them strong by exercising himself in right thinking. To put away aimlessness and weakness and to begin to think with purpose is to enter the ranks of those strong ones who only recognize failure as one of the pathways to attainment, who make all conditions serve them, and who think strongly, attempt fearlessly, and accomplish masterfully. Having conceived of his purpose, a man should mentally make out a straight line to its achievement, looking neither to the right nor the left. Doubts and fears should be rigorously excluded. They are disintegrating elements which break up the straight line of effort, rendering it crooked ineffectual, useless. Thoughts of doubt and fear never accomplish anything, and never can. They always lead to failure. Purpose, energy, power to do, 
and all strong thoughts cease when doubt and fear creep in. The will to do springs from the knowledge that we can do. Doubt and fear are the great enemies of knowledge, and he who encourages them, who does not slay them, thwarts himself at every step. He who has conquered doubt and fear has conquered failure. His very thought is alive with power, and all difficulties are bravely met and wisely overcome. His purposes are seasonably planted, and they bloom and bring forth fruit which does not fall prematurely to the ground. Thought, allied fearlessly to purpose, becomes creative force. He who knows this is ready to become something higher and stronger than a mere bundle of wavering thoughts and fluctuating sensations. He who does this has become the conscious and intelligent wielder of his mental powers. All right, and we're back. How great is this? I mean, I can practically imagine this man, this James Allen, sitting at his wooden table at night back in 1903, writing these pages that we get to hear and read today. This is a man whose father was murdered when he was only 15, whose mother couldn't even read. And here he is, through the power of his writing, reaching through and across time, practically grabbing us by the shoulders, shaking us, begging us to take ownership of our lives and our thoughts, to live bravely, fail, fail again, and have faith in ourselves. Surely, by anyone's standards, this man has the right to complain, to blame others, to blame circumstance. But what is he doing? Instead, he's using his experience, his pain, to lift others up. And there are a few lines in the passage that I just read that I want to dig in deeper with you, a bit more nuance that we can explore. One of those lines goes like this, quote, Those who are not prepared for the apprehension of a great purpose should fix the thoughts upon the faultless performance of their duty, no matter how insignificant their task may appear. End quote. Let's focus in on those last three words, task may appear. You can bold those, italicize those, highlight those in your mind's eye. Specifically, the word appear. Appearances can be deceiving, can't they? James Allen is trying to share with us, through his own experience, what might appear to be boring or monotonous in the present moment is actually the key to our future success. It's taking ownership and responsibility for our lives, our actions, and our thoughts in the present moment that will lay the foundation for the purpose-filled lives that we are seeking. The second line, worthy of our individual focus, goes like this, quote, Thoughts of doubt and fear never accomplish anything, and never can. He who has conquered doubt and fear has conquered failure, end quote. A listener might hear this and think, well, I surely haven't conquered doubt or fear in my life. Does that mean I can't be successful? Is that what James Allen is saying? I want to provide an alternative way of looking at this. That doubt and fear aren't always or totally bad and to be avoided, but rather that doubt and fear are good. Recognizing within yourself that you have the emotions or feelings of doubt and fear is good. It tells you that you're aware of your internal state. You're aware and present with what's actually happening in this moment. Doubt and fear also tell us that we're pushing into the unknown, into areas of discomfort. This is also good. Only by going into this feeling of discomfort can we grow as individuals and contributors. 
It's the ultimate catch-22. We can only conquer our fear of failure, our doubt, by action. And it's through action that we conquer fear and doubt. What's beautiful about this passage in particular is that James Allen knows this. He immediately follows up these lines of fear and doubt, praising the power of action to help us create the lives that we want. The line goes, quote, Thought allied fearlessly to purpose becomes creative force. He who knows this is ready to become something higher. He who does this has become the conscious and intelligent wielder of his mental powers. End quote. He's drawing a line in the sand between those who think and know and those who do, those who wish and those who act. And if we remember back to the beginning of the episode, what is he really talking about? He's talking about the warrior spirit, cultivating within ourselves that decision to be brave in the face of fear and doubt. Choosing to tap into that energy within our own being that provides the mental clarity and confidence to act with intelligence and love. And what's so great about this passage is that he doesn't just leave us hanging. He doesn't say, all right, take action, be brave, good luck. No. He tells us, plain and simple, conceive of a legitimate purpose in your heart. Make this purpose your supreme duty. And this will form a new starting point for future power and triumph. So how do we grow our warrior spirit? It's in building and creating for ourselves a compelling future. It's choosing to behave more like the Bean Gessert warriors by more closely observing our inner state, our breath, and our environment. We're faced with the same decision as Amaterasu, the sun goddess. Do we stay hidden in a cave, cold and devoid of life? Or do we step out, take action, and spread our warmth and love to everything that we touch? So asking yourself, what can you feel proud about in your life right now? Really answering the question, what can I feel proud about in my life right now? Asking and answering this question and just taking notice of how it feels. Maybe your shoulders pull back, the crown of your head reaches towards the sky, or the corners of your mouth crinkle upwards. Asking yourself, what can I feel proud about in my life right now? And as you breathe in and breathe out, decide to take this feeling of pride, this warrior spirit with you throughout the rest of your day. Have these ideas and questions gotten the wheels turning? I know that they have for me. If you would so please, make sure to let me know what you liked about today's episode and what you want to hear more of. You can do this by writing a review or reaching out to me on Instagram. Also, if you want to see Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya strut their stuff, make sure to click the link below to the up-and-coming movie Dune, which I'll provide in the show notes. Before we go, remember, live with presence, confidence, and love. Thank you.